There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, neither do I. Tuned into the Power Court Hour right here on 107.9 WRFA and tuned into the Power Court Hour podcast. Thank you much for checking out this episode of the show. And it is, it is one we don't get to do a whole lot, but with a guest in studio, I bet you can guess who that guest is. It's, it's the guest we always have in studio, but it's always a good time and that, that's why we do it. But uh, I'm joined by Joey Cobra. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about it the other day, the past few years since doing the podcast, I started doing these like kind of middle of the year, talk about like records that have been out so far and kind of like a early album of the year thing. And I thought, why not bring Joey in for this one? You know, I guess we're like, it's insane to think we're halfway through the year now. So I thought, who better to talk to than Joey Cobra about some new music and just all that good stuff. Joey, man, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk about some of the stuff that's come out so far. Yeah. How, uh, I, I guess to like just kick it off right away, you know, I was thinking about this like when kind of putting putting together like albums to talk about and stuff. But so far, that you know, halfway halfway through twenty twenty two, where do you think new music wise it's lining up with? I would say the last two years because we have been spo- of all the awful things in the world, music was one thing we did get a lot. Like like I started thinking about I'm like twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one for all the awful things, the music. What there was a lot of good music, and I was almost comparing it to what's been out now and i'm still trying to figure it out like compared to the last few years has this been a good year so far for new music do you th- like for you personally like have you found as much as the last couple years has it slowed down a little like this is something i was thinking of like an hour ago and it's kind of interesting yeah that makes sense um i think i maybe it's it's slowed down a little bit but i think for me i i'm kind of just in my own world and i'm listening to I tend to listen to a lot of the same stuff that I have been listening to, mm. you know, so um, it's other than like that, you know, that Spotify new release playlist or whatever that comes out, you know, I'll usually rifle through that once a week and, and try to add bands where I can, but um, not necessarily actively finding new music Mm. so i think that there's i think my my gauge on like how much music is coming out and (laughs) the quality of it is maybe not as much as like people who are staying on top of like everything that's all the new releases and you know what's coming out in in each scene and everything but um i mean i've been really impressed with the things that i've heard and um there's some stuff that i've listen to that i'm really excited to talk about tonight oh nice nice no it's and yeah as i said i mean it has been like a good year for like there are good records that are out but it was something i was thinking about because i'm like you know we're we're two years now into a new decade and like the last couple years just music released in such a different way than you normally than it normally would so it's like it's almost interesting to compare it to the last couple years normally i don't do that so much where i'm like whatever like last year was that where i'm like I don't know, just the way music was being released. And now I feel like it's kind of, in a way, getting back to normal. Like, everyone's kind mm-hmm. of, whatever albums they were holding off releasing, they're out now. Yeah. A lot of them are following them up, even. Like, yep. I think we're kind of out of that, like, weird spot the last few years, in, in that sense, with, like, kind of releasing, you know, music that you've been working on for three years, kind of, like, you know, yeah. deal. Yeah, that makes sense. 
But, uh, I mean, you want to kick it off? You want to give us uh, one of your records? We'll talk about it a little bit. Sure. Actually, I want to talk about, I mean, so I've got a list of like five albums that have come out, but I also want to talk about um, real quick some of the bands who have released like singles. Oh, yeah. See, that's good to get into. Have, I like that. are, you know, probably potentially coming out with an album in 2022 that I'm looking forward to. Um, so this band Microwave, uh, they're from atlanta yeah they've been around long or a while now they, they've been around for a long time and um they've got a few albums out uh i just have really gotten into them the past couple of years and the singles that they've released this year have just really blown me away i think i think maybe my musical sense has gotten way more chill since i've become a dad <laughs> and i like i'm liking stuff that's just kind of a lot more easy going and um they've got some really good singles and then they also just came out with a split um where they covered this the sublime song santeria uh-huh. and now you laugh but like and i don't i i mean i don't listen to i haven't listened to sublime in a long time they were a really big part of my childhood, you know, growing up in, in the 90s. We always had, you know, a Sublime tape going or Nirvana or whatever. Um, and but I haven't, you know, I that's kind of in the past and I don't I don't ever listen to Sublime anymore. But they did a killer job with this cover and driving in my car up by the lake like this is a really cool song to put on and the the treatment that they gave it was just like so much more chill and um they just they did a really good job at it and it's a really unexpected song to like listen to and be like this is really good for a weird random sublime cover (laughs) This is oddly satisfying to listen to. Without here, I've I've never heard it, but like, is it a cover where you're? And it's kind of it's a weird song for it because I feel like from the first line, if you know the song, you'll probably catch it right away. But like, is it one of those covers where you're pretty instantly know what you're listening to, or does it take a second before you go, oh shit, that's Santeria? No, like I it, it, like the the way that they come in with the instrumentals at first, they they like double it so it's longer before the verse comes oh, okay, in okay um so they kind of like play out the instrumental a little bit and and they change it so that when you do hear the words come in that's when you realize that you're listening to sublime song um because before then you're just like oh this is kind of a cool you know chill song and then all of a sudden it's like a sublime song and um they just they did a really good job with it um so i'm looking forward to and and their other two singles that they've released are also you know equally as as impressive um still along the lines of more like chill kind of pop sounding songs but i guess that's just the direction that i'm that i'm going like my daughter's listening to you know Disney carts Disney movies all the time soundtracks and everything and I it's just made its way into to my <laughs> musical listening to I'm like listening to stuff that's that's much more like kind of pop influenced and everything so microwaves are weird and I don't know if we've talked about them before but like I need to go listen to them more because they're like turnover for me where I heard them I mean I 
I don't remember the exact one. The microwave did something with like Adam Lazar from Taking Back Sunday, maybe like mm-hmm. 2012, 2013. And like that's the last thing. I listened. Yeah. Nothing against them. I liked it. They were just, it's some bands I just don't follow. And it's crazy when later people talk about them. And it's like they've progressed, you know, they're not that band from like, you know, whatever you listen to, you forget they're not like frozen in time. So I need to go listen right. to them more because you're not the first person I've heard bring up microwave. They seem like they're. They've done quite well for themselves, and I, th- and I also feel like they've probably changed quite a bit since whatever. I don't even think I really remember what they sounded like on those, but yeah. I need to go back and listen. Their um their album from 2016, Much Love. That's like that's my favorite one by them. Um, didn't really get into the other two albums, but um, I mean that one's really good. And then the singles that they've put out this year, um just are really cool like they're i think they had one in 2019 though that had a little more like aggression to it like a little bit of a different direction and now they're like taking a step back and kind of slowing things down and and i like that version of that band you know like when bands kind of like go lean a certain direction on one album and then they kind of like explore the other end of the spectrum of their sound for the next album. I think that that's nice because fans kind of get a little bit of everything that yeah. makes up the band. Oh yeah, for sure. Do you uh do you know that they have a new album coming out later? Or? I don't. I just I mean they've been releasing singles and that is so only when a tell. When that happens, yeah. that when that happens, I think, I think when it come when it's like a single, but the artwork all kind of matches up. I think that that's leading <laughs> up yeah, to. Yeah, you're right. You know, if it's like if the art artwork doesn't match up, then you know maybe it's a fluke. But like aesthetically, if though, yeah. If, they, if it's going along the same the same kind of yeah visuals, I think that that means that there's an there's an album coming up that's got something to do with that artwork nice nice. i don't know um single wise because we're kind of talking about that any other any other bands that kind of come to mind that are like you know ones that have released a couple singles this year or um, that you think are more is coming out from yeah um let's see sincere engineer oh, has been yeah. doing some some cool stuff and um they're doing the thing where where they'll release a single but like on that release like they add the other singles that they've released so far so oh, like okay. like at first they release one song and then like they released two songs but one of those songs is the previous one and so they've they've got like three new songs um that have come out and those are really cool and we, then um also the flatliners have been just <laughs> yeah we just just went like up to buffalo ago. Yep, saw those guys who crushed it live. Oh, great show. They've still got it. They said, was it their third show? Yes, it was their th- Yeah, you're right. It was their third show like that they played in the last couple of years, I believe. Mm-hmm. They were tight as could be. They sounded amazing. Yeah, they they're I'm really looking forward to their new album. And there's something about seeing a band live that that just totally like replenishes your faith in that band and yes. like gets you so excited and also seeing some of those new songs live um makes it i think it makes it that much more special when you listen to the album later yes. and you hear those songs and you're like 
you have that that extra connection with those songs as opposed to just coming in you know without without any you know context or or previous notion yeah so some bands i feel like you almost and i like when a band's like that like that it reminds me like i was a very casual menzingers fan until i saw them live and it was the same thing i never really heard on the impossible pass and once i saw them live they're just I didn't know those songs, but when I heard them, they stood out. So then when I went to go listen to the record and like the obituaries come on, I go, Oh, I remember like, mm-hmm. like that song like blew my mind seeing it a lot. I'm like, Oh, of course I'm going to remember that one. Like I, I, I think it's the biggest compliment you can give a band. Yeah. You know, I mean, even, even if you didn't discover the flatliners that way, like to be like, I'm more stoked on you after seeing you live. That's normally a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. good if it's the other way. Yeah. I saw you live and I burn all my records. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. not good. I realized how much <laughs> auto-tune you really used on that album. Sincere Engineers, <laughs> and we'll keep going, but I don't know that they've announced a new album, but last time they did this with Bless My Psyche, they were releasing single after single, and then we got an album. So yeah. they're another one I wouldn't be terribly surprised if mm-hmm. we... Though I wouldn't, I'm almost wondering if we'll get one in 2023. Yeah, maybe. Because of where it's at now, I feel like we'll get a couple more singles and then we'll get one. That, that'll be two years later, too, which uh, I'd be very excited for that. I know you're kind of talking about it, anticipated, but uh, yeah, that's definitely, that falls in my line, too. As well as that Flatliners, that's going to be yeah. a really good, like, excellent, excellent record. Mm-hmm. I also saw the early November was announcing they're something. Stuff. They're teasing a lot lately. In August, so I don't know if they're going to put out a single in august or what but it's been a while since a full length right they when's the last yeah. full length i can't even remember Did they do that. was the acoustic one they the... well they had that but i'm thinking of just like a like a record of new material they did do that acoustic one but as far as like a studio album um it wasn't in view right there's definitely one after in view because that was 2015 there was definitely there had to be one in between it, there that i'm forgetting it was um lilac it was the one that they there something there was some story behind it like they wrote it and then like ended up like re-recording it or like rearranging and reimagining all the songs or or there was some some crazy like story behind it um but that was t- 2019 that the oh, it's been that a while lilac still. came out yeah even even 2019 yeah that is uh that's been a while since a new one i would definitely be happy for a new uh, early november record i would have no problem with that yep yep but uh as far as as far as records uh you know have come out so far this year i do have one and i don't i don't know have you heard 3lh at all is that a band you're familiar with no they no. have they just put out i believe it's their debut it's kind of weird because you know, and like a band is new to you and you kind of assume they're new but then you start looking and it's like oh like they're really they've their first release was like 2017, so yeah. at the very least they've been around five years. But yep. I think I think Silver Dream Road is their debut, and it's like the the guitar playing. It's the best guitar playing I've heard all year. Like I'm trying to think of a good way to like describe their sound because it's like oh, it's really like like there's I don't know like they're they flirt with punk, but I don't know that I'd call them a punk band. Yeah. Um, kind of rockabilly, a little in that vein, but mm-hmm. not a straight up. Like, that's a weird thing. I don't think they're a band that leans into one thing too much. So it's like, yeah. you hear rockabilly, you hear Dead Kennedys, you hear like X, you hear mm-hmm. these different things. But the guitar playing, I can't say enough. And surf rock too, kind of somewhere cool. in between there. Mm-hmm. And the guitar is just, it. it is like, that's the highlight of it for me. Like everything's good. Everyone in that band's good, but the guitar playing, 
of their singer and their lead guitarist is just like there's just something about it that like holy like that I pay attention the whole time. It's one yeah, of those nice. where it ain't just you know a lot of times I don't know you're listening to the lyrics or this or that, and I am too. I don't want to take away from that, but like that guitar is just something I'm like oh like that something that for word. like musicians to be able to appreciate. They too, know how know? to play. Yeah. You can tell those dudes know how to play. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're again, it's like they flirt with like punk, but they're too good of a band to be like to call yeah. them you know punk. Like right. like I you know I don't know if they'd have a problem with that, but like just really really good. Um, driving rhythm section as well, like just really solid. Like it's weird. It's a modern. It has a modern sound, but it's also retro. There's a lot of like it. Do, I mean, surf rock, rockabilly yeah. kind of conjures up you know '50s, '60s era kind of stuff. Yeah. But also, it's like these dudes are like probably early twenty somethings. You know, yeah. it's like it's still it's it's a younger generation doing it in a good way. Like it doesn't feel like a stale thing or anything like that. Yeah, you know, no, nothing in a nothing in that way. But uh, yeah, on on that one, I would just say it just came out in May. I feel like it might be something up your up your alley. I, I think because again, it it just falls in. I like it because it falls in a couple categories where like there's some bands. I think it's the best thing you can do is where one band you could show to maybe three different people who like different things and they all like it. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing. Yep, like for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. and I mm-hmm. think those are the best bands where you can go. You can you can show this to three people who may not agree on much musically, who may not have anything. And comedy, you go, they'll all kind of like it. Yeah. That's yeah. like that's like three LH, I'd say. Um, I will say song wise, I did write like a couple down for like each like like if you uh, have not heard these, you want to go check them out. Psycho, the opener, um, just solid. That's some of the best guitar work on that one. That very much kind of ache into like dead Kennedys, I would say. Nice. Um Shadow, really, really catchy song, Silver Dreams, but that whole uh that whole record again, like Everything about it's good, but I think if you're a guitar player and you're interested at all, like in talented, like just musicianship, you can kind of appreciate. I, I think Three uh, LH, yeah, Silver Dream Road is uh, definitely one to check out. But uh, albums for you, you want to get into one of your uh, full lengths? Yeah, I um, I just kind of stumbled upon this band uh, like a couple weeks ago. Heard heard a few of their songs and. Um, what I did was, because I knew we were doing this episode, I, I kind of threw together a, a playlist of like stuff that had, just like I did last year, like stuff, everything that had come out during 2022. And um, yeah, I, I wanted to like basically go through like just on shuffle and just whatever, not even like looking at what bands, like, so I've just got like, you know, however many. Yeah couple dozen albums put the whole thing on shuffle and whatever songs stand out like add that to a playlist and so this is one that their songs definitely were standing out and hitting with me and then um decided to check out like the full album and um really kind of like really started to enjoy it um, as opposed to like hearing it and being completely blown away for the first time, like mm-hmm. it's one of those things where where you give it a, uh, you give it the second chance and you're like, oh, this is re- this is actually really good. And, and some of my favorite stuff is yeah. that you don't. Some of my like against me comes to mind. My favorite against me records were the l- less easy to digest. They end up mm-hmm. being the ones like the ones that are more instant. I don't know. They come to mind, but like. Sometimes you got to do that, and you end up going on like the third, whatever that is, second, third listen. You go, oh, it clicks. Like, yeah, I, I get it. And it's there like the it greatest is. thing you've ever heard. Yep, it's um the album's called "The Long Way, The Slow Way." 
Um, it's emotional, kind of poppy, indie, rocky. It's not like, you know, a super punk rock album. Um, it's almost like I I don't listen to the front bottoms, but it's like kind of like that, but but less annoying. You know Is what it I more mean? More like the weaker thens, because the front bottoms are an annoying weaker thens, in my opinion. People who like the front bottoms have just never heard the weaker thens, in my opinion. I wouldn't call I I wouldn't draw comparisons to the weaker thens, but um, it is it's really well produced, and they've got this really great like guitar tone that's like. It's like clean, but like pushing towards fuzzy, you know, and they just do it really well. The choruses are really catchy. Like if you if you threw this on um, in your car, like driving with the windows down, you'd be like you'd find yourself on a couple on a couple spins, like just starting to sing along with the choruses and everything. And it's like it's more like mid tempo, kind of slower than what i'm used to but it's i don't know it's summer it's nice you know you just kind of like cruise around listen to uh, emotional music where it's like it's it's almost more of like the the word vomity like getting out those little um those little nuances and thoughts about the day of like just an everyday you know younger person gen why millennial whatever who's just kind of like just trying to deal with reality and and relationships in their life and everything so as opposed to like having a message or you know trying to tell a story or anything it's more like autobiographical i guess you can you can tell what the song's about there's yeah. not a whole lot of hidden meaning yeah. kind of like but they've got little like little callbacks to like Lake Erie and Buffalo, and I think I saw that they were from Florida. But there's definitely Who's the band? I don't think you said they're the called um, Camp Trash. Oh, okay. Um, I've heard the name. I've never listened to them. Yeah, but there's there's some kind of like Western New York connection going going on in their lyrics. So um, which that's an easy sell. Yeah. If you start, it's, it's like I'm gonna like you if you start referencing things. Yeah. It's just a given. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. So that's um that's one that made the list that. That really impressed me. That's good. I, I'll have to listen to that one. Mm-hmm. That sounds. It, I like it too, and I feel like sometimes I talk about it too much, but like that that summertime thing, like it's so important. Like those records are just. I can roll my window down. Yep. I can listen to it. Like you can you can blast it on a fat. Like maybe you're just going down the highway blasting it. Maybe you're just nice slow drive somewhere. Yep. Whatever. And there's just certain records where it's like, my God, like, summer vibes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just it's true. Some records just seem made for that. There yeah. there there are some like I think one of the classics still is just like riffy pop punk will never mm-hmm. not be good for the summertime. Like mm-hmm. if you just give me like yeah. just catchy, simple pop punk, maybe maybe some melody, maybe a little riffage, but like it's hard for me not to yeah. want to listen to that on a hot summer day. You know what I mean? Like Glass Top Suburbia. Holy shit, yeah. yeah. The best. <laughs> I mean the best summer. Like yeah. you can't not. And it's yep. like like it just, you know, again, like and I, I think a lot of times I like asking people that too. Like, did you think about this stuff? It's like I don't know what people think about when they write it, but sometimes you just release a really good summer yeah. record. Yeah. And then there's others too. Then there's people release good fall records, good winter records. Like yeah. I'm such a fan of that, just like we're talking about sequencing and all that stuff. Like I think it's so important where there's like 
there's those records that you know i'm sure you have them where it's like come october i'm sure there's a couple records mm-hmm. you might pull out it gets kind of cold out the hoodie comes out yeah you know it's not so nice out and there's those couple ones you're like always going to listen to and it's like the the punk rock fans version of christmas music where <laughs> yes, like it is. it's Misfits. time it's, it's time. time gotta put out i gotta get out the black hoodies and the black jeans and the my black heart and soul uh-huh and uh time to time to cruise around and watch all the crows flying around and the leaves change you know <laughs> yeah i uh it, it's in, it's important to that actually and this uh this next one i think a pretty good summertime record actually uh joyce manor's new one 40 ounces the fresno i don't mm. know if we've ever talked about them are you a joyce manor guy at all or no mm, i mean no i i never really got into them but um i'm definitely gonna check this album out maybe we can uh, if you put a put a playlist together of let the- me let me tell you something this album is nine songs and 19 minutes actually no it's 17 minutes long so like it's a it's a perfect <laughs> it's not a long listen like yep. if you uh i mean if you got to tie your shoe or something you can probably listen to the whole record as you yep. do it like that kind of thing yep. that's what i love about it though the thing with joyce manor is all the records are like that like you don't want a joyce manor record that's 40 minutes long that would be weird if they mm-hmm. did if they did one that like clocked in like that it'd just be an odd thing they're very much like the kings of just short and sweet and just talk about like cutting out the fat it's like you just you kind of i don't i don't know they're we're talking about it what band were we just talking about like literally literally minutes ago there we were talking about like oh with microwave kind of like yeah with your sound and changing and i'm not familiar enough with microwave to know if like the general consensus with fans if they like like as they go in a different direction or if like they are a one where it's like oh we liked it better when it was like this joyce manor is interesting because they're still big but like I feel like a lot of people are like, I like the old, they're one of those bands where it's yeah. like the first three records are really good. The quirky pop punk kind of stuff they used to do more of. I'm more of the party and I love those records. I like as they mature. Like I like right. to continue watching them. I still think they're popular, but I do like never hung over again. The first record, like those are the ones most people will probably like the Joyce Manor fans. Like that's what I like. That's what I want. I like what they're doing on these. It's like, I, I think like, for one, this record's sitting in, if I had to, like, make a list, it's sitting in top three. I do know my favorite of the year so far. This one would be number two or three. And, nice. again, it's it's just short and sweet like a Joyce Manor record should be. Like, they're n- they experiment. Like, I mean, they open the whole record with a cover. The longest song cool. on the record is a, like, 80 synth pop cover. And it's also, like, three minutes long. And none of the other songs clock in over, like, a minute and 30 seconds. What the rest song? of the album. What song is it? It's called Souvenir. I can't think of who actually. I didn't know the song until I heard the cover. Wow! It. I think it was a hit, but it's an obscure. It's not like a super well known. They could probably get away with it with people not. It's not Santeria. Like yeah. they didn't open it with Santeria, and you go, "Oh, yeah. it's Santeria." Yeah. It's one where most people would probably go, "It's just a Joyce Manor song." Yep. To be to okay. be honest, it's yeah. kind of like that. But like something really good. Another band I don't know if I've ever talked much about. But Motion City Soundtrack, they had uh, Tony Thaxton play drums on this one. Mm. He's a beast. I mean, that guy that guy never gets enough credit for his drumming anyway. But, like, I was reading an interview, and they were originally going to try to get Josh Freeze on this record to play because they needed a wow. drummer, which yep. Josh Freeze is pretty rad. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's still a great— They're just to the top, the tippity They top. got that epitaph money. They yeah. got that epitaph uh, dollar, dollars behind them. But I guess it was Brett Goritz who told him, which it probably probably was. We ain't paying. Yeah. We ain't we ain't paying for Josh Freeze. But he's like, you should go with Tony Thaxton, and I think his drumming on this just works so perfectly. Because sometimes, really, like drummers, I feel like can influence the sound so much. And Joyce mm-hmm. Manor, 
that's the one thing they don't have a constant. Like, I mean, it's not like they have a revolving door of musicians, but I didn't realize that they have almost a different drummer on every release. Interesting. They don't, they, I don't know why, but they always have different drummers. But he fit in such a good way. Because when you do that, again, like that can change the sound of records quite a bit. I hear a lot of people yeah. go, drummers are one of the biggest changes. Like, at least if you're playing in the so, band. So important. The, so important to the and band. And you're getting people playing in different ways. Like, all these drummers are playing differently. But, like, yep. he... Uh, he works so well. And the funny thing is, I don't... He's not touring with them, but they have for the touring drummer is uh, Neil from the Lawrence Arms. That, he, he's that playing, does not surprise he's me. He's playing drums for him live. I, I, yeah. He didn't play on the record, but Tony played on here and like, it just sticks out. Like again, I'm a big fan of Tony Thaxon's drumming. So he's one of those guys where if you tell me he's on a record, I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I'm like, surprised that Neil didn't do it. Didn't I, do I don't understand why he didn't. That part I didn't get either. I don't know how that works. But mm-hmm. again, they have a weird thing with drummers for some reason. Yeah. They change constantly. But like again, I think Josh Freeze would work on this, but knowing Josh Freeze's drums compared to Tony Thaxton, I think it was just I think Tony fit on this better. Like nice. it, it just works so well. And again, like I think it's one of those records, like I don't it's not mature. They're not Joyce Manor's like they kind of have that like like quirky lyrics, they kind of they're I don't know like the lyrics they're they're one of those bands where like they're still good. You're like that's a good line, but they'll also throw something in. I can't remember the exact line, but one of the songs on on dance or one of the lyrics on dance with me is like, "If love is free, then why is everybody stealing shit from Best Buy?" Like things like <laughs> things like that. It's just yeah. like, but then at the same time, like before that, they'll say a line that's like like amazing, like, or yeah. like oh my god, I Poetry. wish I wrote that. Yeah. Yes, like. But they go back and forth, which is which I, is what I love. I mean, they they're not a band who ever really takes themselves seriously. I mean, again, most of their album covers look kind of like jokes, like they yeah. name it a record never hung over again, like things like that. They're not super serious. Yep. But like, I love them because they're another one who exists in this world of like and kind of with the Motion City soundtrack connection. They're almost like a band that people categorize as pop punk, but I don't think any of them would like you categorizing them as that. Like, I don't think those guys really listen to a lot of pop punk. I don't. If you talk to them, I think they're listening more to indie rock and old, like, you know, old 80s stuff or like Mm -hmm. a lot of guided by voices and things Mm -hmm. like that. Like, but they, but they just fall in that category more. And I think, I think on the last few records, like they still have those fast, fun songs, but I think they're kind of doing that more where it's like, Hey, like we are kind of this pop punk band. But we don't listen to like Blink One. We're not singing around yeah. listening to like Green Day or like whatever pop punk bands you would you would come to mind. Like the things you might think they're listening to, I don't right. think they're listening to at all. Right? Their influences aren't what you would think their influences are. Yeah. But then they have an interesting t- thing too, like on this, where like I think on this record, like they're never a big. I, I wouldn't say all the songs are like anthemic, but like "Gotta Let It Go" that was like the first single off of it. It is kind of this big like riffs and rock and it reminds me of like kind of nine like it would fit like with third eye blind like in the 90s on the radio yeah in this but again like in this weird like it's a mixture of everything where like you hear guided by voices but it also kind of sounds like third eye blind but it also kind of sounds like a pop punk band like, right right but in a good way like yeah. in a very like in a very good way the way that they like blend it all together and like again it, it's just this i think certain bands you want different things from them with Joyce Manor. I want a short, fun record, and like that's what they gave you. Like it's yeah. not they didn't give you a super experimental hour long album. They did, and some bands maybe you want that from. They do that here. That's not. Don't come looking here for like a totally left field record. Yeah, but they still progress. They still like matured, and uh, you know, and this one's pretty new. This one just came out. I forgot just last month, 
And uh, again, it was it was an easy one to like. Again, like we were talking about, like some records you get right away, some take a while to click. This one I was kind of like on first listen. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, I'm behind this. Yeah. I, I was waiting for a new Joyce Manor uh, record for a long time. But if you want to go listen to this record and you haven't heard it yet, um, my three recommendations on that one would be NP or NBTSA, which uh, never be the same again. Dance with me and Reason to Believe. I would say those are like the three best songs on there, and kind of like, kind of have that, kind of show you each side of of their sound. Kind of, I feel like that's a good. Which after this, I'm sure we'll make a big ass playlist of like yeah. all our all yeah. our things. So that'll be helpful to me. I will just listen to it just yeah, you to can kind of all that. educate just, myself. Get educated, man. <laughs> but uh, how about how about you? Another record for uh, you? Yeah. So um, this one is Audio Karate with yes. Otra. Um, this is, it's, it's great. It's incredible. I have been following these guys for a long time. I saw them back in the day up in Buffalo. Extreme Wheels, right? Yeah. At Extreme Wheels. I forget who they were opening up for, but, um, they like, you really appreciate, especially seeing them live. Um, at least back then, like you appreciate how much guitar, technical guitar noodling yes. that goes on during those songs and i'm sick of jason camacho always putting himself down every time i've interviewed he like puts yeah. himself down his guitar is like dude you're the most original God guitar damn. players like you listen to like go listen to lady melody or even the stuff on like space camp no one's doing it like yeah. that like you got to give yourself credit man like you're a damn good guitarist like during the verse like when everybody says like you're not allowed to play a solo <laughs> dur- during a verse and he's like I don't know. I don't even know that I that can. was a rule. Yeah. So fuck you. Um, exactly. And uh, I heard it was funny because I heard their singer like warming up in the bathroom too, <laughs> like in like in one of the stalls. I was just like, somebody's just like screaming their head off right now. And uh, then like he comes out, and I was like, oh, it's the singer of Audio Karate. Okay, <laughs> that's just art. Yeah. And um, but this this album, it's not new songs, right? It's no. it's all previously unreleased older songs but they re-recorded them all recently it was right? kind of like yeah it was it was like that because it was just like uh oh my god what was the release a couple years ago i can't think of the name oh man they kind of did the same thing like in like 2018 with that last release where it was like it wasn't new songs but it was uh-huh. songs off what would have been like their third record okay yeah and then they did rework them a little though there yeah. was like you know they put some production in i'm sure there was some like i'm sure they threw new some new tracks on but like yeah i believe the vocals are all the from the old you know like all old vocals mostly old guitar and stuff and then yeah they might just threw a little like extra mm-hmm. on. i can't why can i not think of the name because <laughs> that's another solid another solid release from them like two years ago and yeah i cannot think of the name of it well, this one is like, um, it's a perfect blend because the songs span such a long... Malo, sorry. It's there Malo. it is. Yeah, 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 With yeah. the sickest artwork. I love oh, that yeah, artwork. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that artwork. Uh-huh. Um, so this one is like, it's it's perfect as, from like a audio karate fan standpoint because since it spans so much time, it sound, there's songs that sound like space camp there's yes. songs that sound like lady melody and there's even some some uh elements of like indian school their yeah. other project that they did like in between when after like audio karate broke up or whatever but um it's just got all these all these different 
um, note. So it's like a journey kind of listening it to really it is. and like uh, hearing all these different things. But definitely like uh, uh, Lady Melody was like my favorite audio karate so album. Good. And um, that record should have sold millions of records. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's absolutely. still so original. Still, in the in like when you look at all the bands in that scene and when that album came out and what was coming out, still great stuff. But yeah. that's like it sits on its own island. It's its yeah. own kind of thing. I don't know yeah. what you even compare it to. Yeah, and and like so, yeah. It's it's so original and so like authentically them. So I think that they they definitely had something special, and I think that this will will scratch that itch of like i need new audio karate music this is definitely the this, the album for you this is a really fun just kind of listening experience and um i think my favorite song is the opener lovely residence that's Good got one. um emily from she was, the, she was the yeah former singer of tsunami bomb doing like the harmonies in yes. there it's just a cool yeah Really cool song, really cool opener for an awesome album. Track two on that segue is like one of my, and I hope that's a, it is segue, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking that's the song I'm thinking of. That's like one of my favorite audio karate songs. Now. Yeah, like that, like sits up there, and I think that's a lady melody one because if it's the one I'm thinking of, yep, right away you go, oh, I can tell when that was, I can tell what album that was recorded around. Like you could, you can go because you're right, and it's fun because you kind of go, oh, that sounds like Space Camp. Oh, yep. that sounds like Lady Melody. Like you can kind of like. Yeah tell probably when they were recording it and you'll be you'll be like singing along with that song before it even like finishes <laughs> uh, just on first listen you'll be like I, singing along with it i'm hoping what happens because i mean again like with malo and and with ultra they're both so good and like they're toying around with old songs what i'm hoping is it's a real kick in the ass for them to just write a new because i yeah. think they have it in mm-hmm. them i think they may not i don't know that they think they do yeah. and i don't want to speak for them but I think they think about their legacy line and go, can we still pull this off? I think they absolutely could. I yeah. think a new audio karate yep. album, if you're listening, guys, make a new one because you could easily, you could still make a, I think that's a band capable of still writing one. The so, world needs it. It does. Some bands, I would say, no, stay, like, if you try to write a new one, it's probably going to tarnish your legacy. Like, I don't think that audio karate, like, we want it. I think the world wants it. They're doing it anyways. They did. This is an album that came out during 2022. <laughs> so, like, obviously, you're still interested in doing this and releasing music and putting. They've been back together for almost there. five years now. When you yeah. think about it, I first had Jason on. They were just getting back together in 2018. It's mm-hmm. so the first time I had him on, and yeah, that's that's four years ago. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and and you know takes especially when you get older it's and i think i say it every time i come on it's harder and harder to like do that he also lives in oregon and the rest of the dudes live down in southern california so uh, you know but i think i think it would be worth their while to try to make that work um to try to try to put those new songs out there if not an album at least like an ep i think they've definitely got an ep in them for 2023 but also, and we can we can go on to the next one. But like on top of guitar, I mean, Art's like voice on those things. Mm-hmm. Like you've never heard someone shred their voice. Like the way he screams and like it's just again for for reason number a million why that band should be bigger and why they should have been bigger in their day as well. Like just I mean those vocals too. You can't touch those vocals. That's like and that's I, so goddamn good. I think that I that I read somewhere. I I don't know if it was like on their Instagram page or something like that. That they um, 
that he like does those in like one take or like, like two takes. <laughs> yeah, like one or two takes. Yeah. Like, and uh, so, like, like do, it doesn't even write down the lyrics or some. There's some that like is true, really. There isn't lyrics. I think. Yeah. For this one or Malo. And I think that's kind of the joke is like we never really wrote them down. Just a lot like of them were like scratch yeah. lyrics, which is amazing that those were your scratch lyrics, which most people, if you're doing scratch lyrics, the plan is to go back later. They're exactly yeah. that. It's just yeah. in place to kind of know the melody yep. and all that stuff. They're already so good where it's like, well, why, why yep. mess with it? Like yep. you, you're not going to get it better. Do that. Exactly. So, I mean, there's there's a layer of like impressiveness that i don't think people even realize when they're just listening to the songs too i love and i know we go on those tangents anytime we talk audio karate because we have before on here but yeah i can't i can't say enough good things about that band just like again i think any band just like kind of like the joy's mary thing where it's like i love pop punk but i also realize pop punk such a restrictive genre yeah and like it is it is kind of very one-dimensional so when you get bands like that who kind of do something that stands out you go audio cry is kind of like a pop punk band but they do all these other things like you appreciate that much more yeah kind of transcend what the walls that you know are built around which you would think of what pop punk yeah like it's like oh no like this is really like again this is just like the next step up but i'm all about it um an album for me one i i absolutely love and uh, i said the dudes on a couple months ago but the stereo their new record 13 that was Mm -hmm. a that's a strong reunion record that i gotta give them for not writing as the first stereo record in like 20 something years and then for rory and jamie like 1999 was the last one so whatever that math is 23 years that's crazy so for that long to not write with one another and then to like it is really, and they said it's like a spiritual sequel to their first record. You know, there's records after, but like for people who don't know, like Rory was out of the band after the first record, mm-hmm. and they went on without him. But this one, really, sometimes people go like, "Oh, it's a spiritual sequel of our biggest record," and you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm sure it is." Like, yep. I'm sure that's not just a ploy to try to get people to listen to it. Yeah. But this truly is like a million percent giving them credit. I'm like, they came back with such a strong like record where I'm like. This, like, sits, like, you know, I mean, you, you have 300, which is this quintessential record, but you're like, this one does sit perfectly next to it. Which, again, most bands, when they tell you, like, a record they're doing 23 years after their debut, and they're like, yeah, it's like that debut. It's like, yeah, okay, man, I'll be the judge of that. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be the judge of how close these are. And I'm like, and it's not even that they sound exactly alike, but it's a continuation, and they just work so well together. I just... I wrote down, I want Jamie and Rory to write albums together forever. It's just, it's people, yeah. it's two guys who I think, and I had this thought too a while back, where like, there's some musicians where I think, and not even just a stereo, I mean, if you're a fan of The Impossibles or Animal Chin or anything oh, yeah. they did outside of that, those guys, I think no matter what genre they had picked up, they would have written amazing songs. Like if, mm-hmm. if, if Jamie Wolford somehow got into like bluegrass instead of like pop punk and ska, he would have been an amazing bluegrass artist same with rory like if rory for some reason was in a rockabilly band it would be like the best rockabilly songs you ever hear like i think you know how there's some musicians where it's like it doesn't matter what and we've talked about this a million times actually i mean joey cape and stuff comes up where those guys who it doesn't matter just because of what you're writing is what you fell into but i think no matter what you would have found yeah you were just musically proficient where it would have been like the best well also you've got people who um you know they're they're not only good musicians by themselves but then they find a person who 
who like makes them a better musician and they complement each other they're like musical soulmates you know so you've got you've got two people who um who write great songs but together just are so much so much bigger than the sum of the parts like it and and that always can really you know result in like the best songs when when two people are like collaborating and so in sync with each other Yes. that they can they can kind of like make things even better than they normally would be alone. You're pushing yourself too, I think, cuz it's like, well damn, I got to keep up with this guy. It's not like mm-hmm. I'm the sole songwriter in this band. I'm like, well, this guy might show me up. Right. And then also when the record comes out, it's like what happens when one of them has eight songs and the other has like one song. You got to think right. of that stuff too. Like, you know, are you are you constantly writing? Are you like Yeah. I think it does probably push you in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. You know? Well, I, well also like I I guess what I mean is like for some, like two musicians who like co-write songs like together as oh, opposed yeah, yeah, to yeah. like I see what you're saying. as opposed to like Lawrence Arms where like okay well I wrote five songs and this you is wrote more five songs yeah like we're writing them together uh-huh. yep I think that uh, I think that that definitely results in some really great music I I think so I think on this one like again like it's it makes me so happy because I love, like, I love the stereo, but I got into them like 2011, 2012, like, in a, like, like so many bands I got into long after they were gone where you would never think that, like, I never thought they were really, like, they played some reunion shows, but that's not a band you'd go, oh, they're going to get back together and write music and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like, you couldn't have asked for a better, I mean, like, we were talking early November earlier and like that in current, in currents came out 10 years ago and that one I always think of where I go, you know, a lot of times reunion albums can be disastrous, and then you come back with something like that where it's like, my God, you've outdone, like you've outdone yourselves. Like this yeah. is this is better than anyone would probably even expect from a band who wasn't around and all that time. To be honest, I mean, a lot of the times that time off is the reason why that album is so good because it, uh, like, when you're when you're away from it for so long, mm-hmm. you you kind of like recharge your batteries and you reinvigorate your desire to be like playing this music you come back to it knowing exactly why you're doing it versus something that you have been doing since you were 16 and now you're just like you know you're you're in the trenches and you've just been doing bills with this yeah it's like it's not fun anymore it's not for fun yeah you get burnt out and so then when you step away and you lose that you kind of you're you're like relinquishing like that entire part of your life then you're like okay well here's the reasons why i miss all of that and here's the reasons why all of those things need to be back in my life or here's the things that if i do it again that i would change Mm. and i think that albums like that and albums like this are definitely like the result of that time off you're, I think you're absolutely right. And like, like something I noticed, I feel like 70, 80% of the people I, I interview on the show are people from bands who were around 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm talking to a lot of people who the heyday was like early 2000s or whatever. That's when they're doing it. But all I notice is all these people like you're talking about, to your point, are coming back years, if not decades later. And it's just like, we do it for fun now. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's not a paycheck. And it is literally just for fun. We don't have to write a new record every year. We don't have to go on tour for five months out of the year. We're literally doing this for fun. Like, yeah. I don't think Rory or Jamie think that this record is going to sell three million copies. I don't, right. I don't think they think they're going to play arenas. They're not going to break it big on this one. It's for fun. It's for mm-hmm. fans. It's for themselves. 
it's and it, I think that's when you get the best stuff. Like the bands, I'm like, I think there was a time in my life where I was like, oh, you always want a band to release a record every two years, but then yeah. you realize that's. I think the album cycle is while I understand why you have to do it, and you also have to stay relevant. It also is a lot of times a downfall of the band. Sure, it's it's not fun anymore. It's a paycheck. It's not what you want to be doing. And you kind of give all that up, and then years later you get back to it. Actually, yep. Jason Camacho, I remember talking to him the first time I interviewed him. He didn't play guitar at all in between quitting Audio Karate and them reuniting yeah. in 2018. He went like 11 years without touching a guitar. Yeah, that's and it, wild. Isn't it? It's wild to me, but it's the same thing where it's like, I guess I wasn't in a touring band for six or seven. Like, however long they were doing it, I've never went and tried grinding it and making it for however many years and then the sting of when it doesn't happen or you know all the millions of reasons why things fall apart with a band and it's like yeah sometimes sometimes it builds up to a point where it's like well i'm music's not a fun thing anymore right right you gotta walk away but but it is like you were saying like you get back to i mean we're just talking like audio karate these are audio karate and the stereo two bands who went decades without new music like Mm -hmm. long long stretches of inactivity and it's like damn, if you come back every now and then and just go, hey, here's a new record we did. It's like, I'm all for that. I don't oh, yeah. need something all the time. Just yep. give me give me something when you can. I also, I mean, Jamie Wolford on the production side, that dude's just a producer. Like that that guy, when you talk about like someone who gets it, like the record's huge. It sounds full. And it's like, it's all like in-house. Like it's all. Yeah. And I normally don't like when bands self-produce. I go, it's I, you need that outside source. You need You need someone who's a true producer, not just our guitarist kind of knows pro tools. Like, yeah, I think that's always bad. This, it's not the case with this one. This is like, this is one band where I go, you can kind of do it in house. I think Rory and Jen, I think they know what they're doing. They know what they need to sound like and how to do it where it's like, okay. And I also think Jamie could be a producer. It's not a thing where it's weird to tell your bass player, Hey, you got to like, Hey, you got to do this differently. You got to do another take. I think he'll truly play a producer's role. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's so it's like again, like I think that works doing it like in house that way. So it's like again, I'm looking into the future, but I'm like, damn, the four of them work so well together. It comes out well. Like just keep kind of writing. We're together. too old for <laughs> this for this bullshit of like you know trying to preserve people's feelings and stuff. No. Just you do it the right way. Do it know? the right way, and you get, including if you get a record like That's this. Why we're here? It sound their voices like it just a record talking about like picking up where you left off. Like everything sounds great. I also got to say for rhythm section. Chris and Sam, both of those dudes, solid, solid drummer and bass player. Like they're, mm-hmm. uh, they have a whole great band behind them. And also the thing I also got to say, like, you know, cause the stereo gets brought up. They were never big, but the big thing about them is how they like influenced all those bands. And like, you listen to this record and you really, it is a reminder of the influence they had. Cause you hear them and go, damn, they kind of did lay a blueprint for a lot of, including like fueled by ramen bands. Oh yeah. In those like. There is, you do listen to them and you go, yeah, they kind of started this. Like when you go, yeah. this part kind of reminds me of this band or this band reminds me of this. I'm like, it reminds me of that band, but that band was influenced originally by, yeah. by the stereo. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? They're like one of those bands. And again, like I, it's a huge compliment. I think this record reminds you of why, you know, they're like so revered and loved yeah, for those reasons. Exactly. I also think it will please if you're, if you're a stereo fan, I think it's a record you're going to like. But I also think it could gain them new listeners. Like I said, yeah. I don't I don't think they're a band who's going to become household name, sadly. They should. They deserve it. I don't think they're going to become a household name. But I do think, again, with that influence on so many people, I think if this got out to people who were listening to the stuff that came after them, the Fallout Boys, the Dashboards, the yep. just all those pop punk bands of that era, 
but they didn't know about the stereo now heard this record i'm like i think you would fall in love like oh, I, yeah. I think there's people who need to hear this where it's like yeah go back like know your roots go back yeah. i think you're gonna like this check it out we but, gotta we gotta get that the impossibles follow up oh my god too. so good the impossibles <laughs> are so good rory actually another reason why i gotta listen to the new joyce manor record Rory worked on that a little, and okay. he co-wrote some songs on the last Joyce Manor record. I don't think he wow. co-wrote on this, but he was writing songs on the one before it. So if you're a Rory fan, dude, sweet, might I'll I'll send you the Rory songs. I'll Definitely. make sure you can hear those. Definitely. But uh, I would say for my favorite ones off that, I would say check out My Ready Arms. That's just a good old classic song, like quintessential stereo. Heather is a really good one, and Seek and Find the album closer. It's so different, but I think it's one of, like. It might be the best song on the record, and it sounds nothing. I mean, there's accordion in it. It's not really super the stereo. It's it's not what you would think of the stereo, but I'm like, damn, that's good. Mm -hmm. It just it works so well. They took a chance that could have been bad. It was really really good. So I that is another one. Like I don't I don't have my definitive like top five or anything, but really, if I'm thinking of like my even my top three, this one might this one might be sitting there with Joyce Manor, and uh, I won't say my number one because I'll be talking about that. In a in a second here, but this one's up there as one of my favorites. How about cool. how about you? How about another one from you? Um, so Symphony of Distraction, horse shit. They just <laughs> That's like a great name. they just dropped this. Um, I think early 2022, but um, it's it's all it's another collection of like older unreleased songs that they kind of put together, like you know B sides and and stuff that you know is rare or or completely unreleased and um put it together made a full album of it and um it's just that that breakneck fast 90s fat rec style like punk rock um you know just really great songs don't take themselves too seriously you know some funny shit on there um and uh they've even got like a cover of that uh, the bracket song two rack oh oh five or whatever oh, yeah. um i it's just this a super fun album if you if you know them um definitely check this one out um and if you don't if you like you know those like fast like skate punk bands pop punk bands uh you like those big melodies and and super fast drums then definitely check this one out but i mean I've talked about these guys a million times, you know, every time I come on. So, uh, definitely I, I would, I would pick this one, um, just a super fun group of songs and a nice, quick, fast listen. I like those collections that work well because it's weird. Sometimes a collection of songs, I mean, we were like talking Ultra too earlier and it's like, sometimes it sounds weird. Like it does sound like just a random mix match of like, a collection of songs but like other times it can work really well like this sounds like it works well together yeah it definitely does and and um i mean i've been a big fan of of everything these guys have put out and they had their their band before called second shot um was like i mean they were putting out albums in like i think 2002 2004 like these guys have been doing it for a long time and um I think they probably got together, you know, maybe in the late nineties or something like that. But, um, the, these guys are, are, are awesome at what they do. And, um, 
if you go through the entire Symphony of Distraction catalog and you're not satisfied, then check out their band Second Shot because it's it's more of that, but like you know, way back and like that's their <laughs> that's their roots, and they still they still like you know blow it out of the water even back nice. then. But but this is just. I, you know, I'm always looking forward to to stuff that these guys put out, and um, this definitely hit the spot for sure. There's something to be said too about like when you work together for that long, where it's like even if it's not the same band, even those dudes are just in various bands together throughout the years, it's like you do just get that that thing that like because that's not just something that normally just happens or a band everyone just locks in right away yeah. or anything like that. Like you get that over time, you kind of. You get to know each other. You play to each other's strengths and things like that. And, like, there's just something to be said about a band where it's like, yeah, if you've been around that long, even if it was, like, in other ones, it's like you probably know each other very well and you know how to write a song. Like, yeah, it works. It's, I think it's the payoff of staying together that long. I think that is – Yeah. I mean, it sometimes also happens a band just becomes bloated and they're like, well, we're just going to, you know, whatever, formulaic or whatever. It doesn't always work out, but, like – I, I do think there is something to be said when you like work together that long where it's like yeah. work to those strengths and you can figure it out. Some of your best shit can come from, you know, being together that long. And they don't do shows or anything. I don't even think oh, really? the members live in this on the same like coast. Even. Oh. So I mean they just kind of like have been doing stuff, I don't know, remotely. Um so it's it's not even like they're, you know, together all the t- all the time and like practicing and doing all these things it's like i mean this is 100 percent something that they're just kind of doing for the fun of it like they're they're not like trying to make this like they're serious full-time like you know money-making thing which know? is better we would keep talking about this like i think a lot of times your music's better after it's, that yeah there's no pressure it's just the pressure's like, gone it's, it's a lot better yeah it's it, it's it can be it's it's complete authentic version of itself you know no, that is a. I'll have to check that one out. I've not listened to that one. I uh, I got I got one, and I won't talk too much about it because actually, I don't think the record's out for like another week. Like mm. half of it's out, so you can still hear most of it, but it's not out all the way. But uh, no win. I just had some of those dudes on their new record, Dodger Stadium, which they have an EP out. You can hear half the record. So as I say that, you can yeah. still if it's a ten track record, you can go listen to five of them. I've heard the whole record. It's just it's such. You know, we're talking about, like, fun summer records and stuff like that. It's, like, this really fun indie rock. Like, it's good indie rock, but, like, even they said they tried to make it dumb and fun. Okay. It sounds like the year 2001. Like, there's yep. there's sounds of, like, dial-up internet or, like, a modem going. You're like, like there's yeah. things where, like, if you were on the internet in 2001 or you were on AIM, you'll hear sounds. Like, we were okay. talking about this where I'm like, it's so funny because if you're either too old or too young – you have you'll have no clue. It's just a sound yeah. in a song. Yeah. But if you're of a certain age and I think you're in it, you would listen oh, to yeah. it and go like right away. You'd know these things, and they make it musical. They uh-huh. make it like musical. Like it's in it's insane. The whole the whole beginning of the album starts with you know that sound where like like when you put a phone up like to electronics, you start uh-huh. getting that like b- that beeping and yep. stuff. It's like how the whole record starts. It's this really That's like funny. it's super interesting because I, I don't want to call it. And when I talk about it, like I said it's like kind of mindless fun pop music. But there is substance underneath. Like, sure. lyrically, it's very good. Musically, it's really good. But, like, when they were writing it, they didn't, have the, they didn't have a drummer with them. So, like, they were programming drums and doing a lot of loops. And okay. Like, so, like, it's this... Because this is their second record. Their first one's a lot more straightforward. And it's a very good record, Downey. Um, but it's more, like, straightforward indie rock. You yeah. know what I mean? It's very more guitars, drums. 
This one, I mean, the guitars and stuff are still there, but it is. It's almost like I don't know. I it's hard to like. That's that's why I say like the year two thousand one because I don't even know artists to like compare it to. I see people talk about new radicals, which I mean, besides the hit or two they have, I'm not super familiar with. But like mm-hmm. from what I do know, I could see that. And uh, yeah, just like real late nineties, early two thousands, and I, I have to give them credit because like the aesthetic for it, the entire thing, like. Like they go, they lean into it, but like even their website is the most amazing thing for this record. Like the press photos, the album art for the singles, like mm-hmm. everything. Even their EP is called Enhanced CD, and it looks like I don't know if you remember Enhanced CDs oh, from yeah. the early 2000s. Absolutely, the font even looks like I don't know if you remember yep. what it looked like when it's on there. Uh huh. That's what it looks like. It like they're so it is so perfect in every way. Like when you want to talk about a band trying to have an aesthetic or a look. I mean, like that, like, look at that. It looks like the year 2001. Yeah, it looks, it conjures up so many thoughts if you were there. Like, it's just that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, like, I think it's such a solid sophomore release, too, because it is, like, it does not sound straight up like their first record, but, like, the chances they took were good because it's like, it, it, it works with it all. Like, still the things they keep from the first no win record are on here. The drums are probably the biggest thing. Like if you listen to the drums, I think that's one of the biggest changes and it like really it really shapes the sound of the record. I think it yeah. helped make it sound like the way it does, mm-hmm. but in the best way. And it is funny cuz normally I probably wouldn't like a lot of this stuff. Where it's right. like, yeah, we program the drums. It's kind yeah. of sound- I'm like, ah, it doesn't sound good, but just somehow these two things together, the marriage of them both like it just works so amazingly well, and it shouldn't, yeah. but it does. And it sounds like they they took something that was um, kind of like a challenge, and they just like leaned into it oh, and um, decided to make the most of their you know limited resources. So this was right at lot. This was beginning. I think they were recording like March or April of 2020. Like, wow. So it was like right away. And it was like, yeah, like we don't have a drummer. We can't get a yep. drummer. Like it's, it's just us two in this studio. That's like, that's it. Yep. That's what we got. And, uh, it, but I like it. Cause it is like, I think a lot of times you might, maybe you start that way, but once it keeps going, you end up scrapping that. And I think they talk about that. Like at one point they thought maybe they would eventually like, no, let's keep this. Like, yeah, let's lean into this. Like, again, like let's make it dumb and fun, but yeah. like, in a great way like again in a way where it's like it's a summertime record and also like it does have a mainstream appeal to it where like i feel like a lot of these it's an easy to digest record and like i i think from you know obviously like now they're kind of more on that more like college radio route and like things like that people know more out of that but like i could see a lot of these songs on like mainstream radio or like it's like Again, because it's like also that throwback where like yeah, I think people would hear it, and I mean right now too. I mean '90s are such a big thing. Oh yeah, you know it's like I, I think something like this would fit in because it also feels authentic in that way where like, I mean they're obviously there for it too. I mean I just had a conversation with them. I mean it's them kind of writing to when they were like teenagers or whatever. Sure, you know yeah. it takes you back to that time. But it's interesting because again they used it to their advantage of influencing this record. In a way, I would have never expected this album yeah. to sound like. The follow-up, I wouldn't... This is not what you would think the follow-up... If you heard Downey, which is a great record, you would not think this was the logical next step. Mm-hmm. But it worked amazingly. Like, it, it, it works amazing. It'll be out... I mean, it'll probably be out, like, a week after this comes out. And again, you can hear, like, half the record now. But uh, Surfing, really good song. New Year, really good song. And Grow Out of It, um, those would be the three I would say uh, check out. But I'm like... 
I don't know. I'm hoping for big things for them. I, I think I think some big things could be coming their way because, again, even though now they're like in the indie underground scene, they have that mass appeal. That yeah. I, I think yeah. some bands don't have it. Some bands are like, well, you know, you're never going to be that. Where I'm like with them, it's like I don't know. I think they have potential to kind of make it big. Cool. Cool. But uh, what do you got? We got to we'll do a couple more. Okay. So um, number two is uh, Soccer Mommy. Call, uh, the album is called Sometimes Forever. And uh, I've heard a few songs. Not off that, though. Like, yeah. From a few years ago, I've heard I heard songs. I yeah. like them, though. I haven't I haven't heard any of their like earlier stuff. Like I kind of like cruised through like w- like one of the previous albums or whatever. But this this album, um, one of the songs popped up. The song Shotgun popped up, and um, I was like so so blown away with it. And it's it's so much more like chill, kind of like almost like shoegazy pop kind of stuff that like I don't listen to, but this is something that like connected with me so much. And I think it's because. There's these little elements of like kind of like almost early 90s like grungy alternative kind of stuff. From what I've heard from them, I totally yeah. I think you're totally spot on with that. But it's also it's also like um you can tell either either whoever's like writing the songs or is the producer there's there's a lot of like influence of you know not just like Nirvana or like Smashing Pumpkins, but also like Beatles and Tom Petty and like oh, yeah. these different different things that like you're listening to it and it's all completely new, um, but there's so much familiarity throughout the entire album. I love when things are like that. Yeah, where, where it's new, you can't compare it to like one band, but also at the same time, it's reminiscent of something. Like, and and familiar. I think that I think the '90s thing is like it's um like minor verses but major choruses. So okay. like it kind of starts off. It's uh, it starts off like sounding kind of like very uh, somber and serious, and then it's a little bit more uplifting in the chorus and everything. So do they um, do the quiet loud dynamic a lot? I mean, that's quintessential no, not, '90s like no, the I, Pixies thing kind of. Yeah, I I think it's more. I, it's it's pretty consistent throughout the album but like um this one is definitely like i can see this being like that that early fall kind of like chill sad kind <laughs> of like album but it's it i i couldn't stop listening to it the the first time i i heard it i i was like i don't know just like i i can't believe what i just heard and it might be because, you know, there's probably other bands that, like, sound a lot like this. But because they I don't are. listen to that, like, genre, I was like, whoa, this is so, this is so cool. But this this album is definitely, like, there's there's only, like, one song that I, that I skip on it that I don't really care for. But the rest of them are, like, are s- just so good. Um, and definitely like create a mood and i've just been like driving around in my car like listening to this album on repeat and um it it, it's like just infectious but like definitely like transports you to to like a more kind of like sad kind of somber place there are that's that's a good fall record be Um, sad 
but yeah, it was definitely, I was definitely like really, really impressed with this. I don't really know much about the band. I don't really know much about their earlier material or anything like that. But, um, this one totally caught me off guard and, um, made it definitely to some of my most played stuff this this summer so far at least i'll have to give it a listen because something you said that i I agree with like i just have kind of casually listened to them here here and there but like the thing i got is that is the big thing right now like shoegazy pop music like yeah it's everywhere and i think millions of people are doing it and it's not my thing a lot of times i wish i get into it because people seem to love it not my thing Something about Soccer Mom where I was like, I did go back and listen to them a few times where I was like, something brought me back that the other ones I'd turn off in 30 seconds. I'd be like, yeah, there's a million others like this. I ain't listening to this. Whereas that, I was like, I would revisit some of the songs and go, oh, those are actually really good. There's there's definitely like, on this album for sure, there's there's like an authenticity in those, those influences. It's not like we're like we're trying to we're trying to sound like the Beatles here and it's like in a ironic way like it's <laughs> this is somebody who's who is actually like um drawing from these influences and and touching on these things um in a way that makes the music better yeah no. um and and I think it's a lot more like catchy than most like you know shoegazy kind of stuff too so um yeah, I mean, I I love it. So definitely check that one out. And and the song that got me hooked was Shotgun. Shotgun? Yeah. I'll have to listen to that. But the first, I mean, the first, like, three songs, I think maybe the fourth song I skip, and then, like, the fifth song, like, it's like, whoa, this is, I, I got to keep listening to this because this is, like, I, I want to hear, like, more of, of where this is going. That's a good, honestly, like, if a record only has one or two bad songs, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Like, if there's only really one or two songs you skip, I mean, obviously, it'd be nice if it's just, like, flawless through and through, but I think most albums, there's probably one or two I skip. Yep. Like, if I really think about it, even that Joyce Manor one, there's one or two where I'm like, as much as I love it, there's like, yeah, there's like even one song where I'm like, eh, it's okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hit skip, you know? I would consider, I would consider, like, one, one song skip like a perfect record yeah because you, you're you not know? always gonna get like 10 yeah. out of 10 12 out of 12 right. like if you only missed once that's not yeah. bad that's I, really I would bad. consider that i would consider that a perfect there's record. a lot of albums where like the album opener is the best thing and then after that it's just like oh you used all your best material in the first three minutes yeah so you know this one definitely continues out through like throughout the whole album um you can definitely see the whole spectrum of what this band is about but yeah those first couple of songs will will get you hooked and then the rest of the album will completely you know satisfy that that itch nice nice yeah um yeah i'll have to give that a listen we'll do a uh i got i got one or two here and this one i I definitely want to talk about uh but reminders because this is my honestly this one has to be my favorite record of the year so far but reminders best of beach punk this one came out in April, but is like, I mean, you know, going back to summertime records, this is like the best summertime record. Like this mm-hmm. is, it's even in the name, best of beach punk. I mean, like the album cover, <laughs> yeah. kind of the aesthetic thing, like the album cover just fits with it. Everything about it. Like when you watch, when you look at the full package, it just all, all of it goes together. Yeah. And it's just really like, it's just a fun pop punk record. Like this one is no nonsense. It's like these dudes 
know what they can do. Like they know the music they like. They know their influences. They know their strengths as musicians and what they can't do. I think they also know that like those dudes know what they are able to do and what they, what isn't going to sound very good. And it's just a fun, it's a strong debut record, but it's just this really catchy, fun pop punk record from uh, just a trio in the UK. I, yeah, I love white. They're from, and uh, wow, just a really just fun, like what I like about it actually. And it's one of my favorite things in pop punk that, uh, I don't think happens enough. Like, and I, the ones that really come to mind are like a green day or an alkaline trio where you kind of have a trio, but it's the bass that's doing the more intricate stuff. The guitar is more yeah. simple, straightforward, three chord power chords. That's not, it's, it's what's going on under that's more interesting. Yeah. And that's, and that's like this, like, uh, again, they're a trio and it's like Leo, their singer and guitarist they'll do like some octave runs and different things. And it's like, it works. It works. The music, their bass player is like doing like yeah. Mike Dirt stuff. Like I listen uh-huh. to it and Mike Dirt comes to mind a lot. Same with, uh, Scott Shiflett. Yeah. Scott Shiflett from uh face to face. Like, yep. Just those dry, like he's going all around the neck. Like yep. he's not playing root notes. Yep. This dude's like, he's driving the songs with it. And I, I I think that's one of the best things you can do with pop punk. And a lot of times it's not. A lot of times it's kind of the bass is just following the guitar. Yep. Not a lot of originality in that sense. And I mean, sometimes that's fun. But I'm like, I, including as a bass player, I, I appreciate that when there's more going on with the yeah. bass. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a versatile instrument. And... It, if there's a uh, bass player who can kind of like make that work and noodle around and have it complement the song, it's it's always awesome and fun to hear because it's kind of unexpected and it is um, and you know it gives you something to like to pick up on and notice like on multiple listens. You know, we also we we'll have to throw some credit your way because I got to say in your in your music a lot of times you'll the bass doesn't seem secondary. Like a lot of times there are, you, yeah. you have intro like bass intros and stuff where it's yep. like, you appreciate the that's bass. My, yeah. That's I know my, you appreciate the bass. That's the strongest. That's my stronger <laughs> instrument. There's the, is the bass. So I definitely lean heavy on the, <laughs> on the bass leads and all of that it's stuff. Good though. Not enough people. Are, like I'm telling you, like people go like, I love great. I love green day. And it's like, but you never think of the formula of there's mm-hmm. more than just that three chord thing. Like the other yep. guy's an amazing bass player doing some crazy runs. Yep. Like that's, you know, same with Alkaline Tree. I mean, Danny is an amazing bass player. Yep. And Ski, you know, I love Skiba. Skiba's playing octaves and stuff. And it works. Like that works. Yeah. Doing octaves over some nice bass lines. Like I'm all about that. Like that's yep. not enough pop punk bands are doing that. Yeah. Reminders do. They, uh, cool. it, it's one of those, it's, it's like 10 songs and it just, this one, you don't skip a song. This one, that's probably why it's my number one. Like, we're talking about how, like, maybe you'll skip one or two. This is a straightforward, like, this is, you listen to the whole thing. And also, it's short. I don't think yeah. this album is, I want to say this record probably clocks in 20 minutes, maybe. Let's yep. see. Best of Beach Punk. Ten songs. It doesn't say how long it runs. But I'm I'm going to say, you're in and out about 20 minutes. The uh, The longest song on here is three minutes and 34 seconds. And the the rest of them are basically a lot of like minute fifty ones. Yep. Kind of like so long and thanks for all the shoes. And we were yeah. we were discussing that a while back. Like one of those records where a lot of those where it's like we just cut out the fat. Like it's a full song, mm-hmm. but it's done in two minutes. Like by the time the two minute song is, is done, the song's over. Yeah. <laughs> it, yep. It's gone by now. Yep. But uh, I mean, just it really fun. Like I, w- I was lucky this album came out in April and like somewhere before that I got passed along like a, like a stream for it. So I've been listening to it almost since the beginning of the year 
And even when it was like bitter, cold Western New York winters, like listening to it, you're like, this record's going to hit hard in July. Oh, yeah. Like it was good then, but like I was even thinking, listening to it like February, I'm like, damn, come like yep. June, July. This is the record, nice day, just run, just driving down the street. Like, this is what you listen to. And it really is. On a nice day, if I'm, like, just jumping the car, open up Bandcamp, I, it's like I, yep. just, I hit play on that. It's like it's a go-to. It's easy. I know I'm going to like it. Sometimes sometimes you do need those records, though, in the middle of winter when there's, like, no hope in sight. And you're like, you're like you know what? I need a fucking summer record you really right do. now. I need a little, like, mental kind of vacation in my mind, and I'm just going to put this on and close my eyes or put on a screensaver of palm trees and <laughs> an ocean and... <laughs> And just kind of take myself, take myself away from where I'm at right now. No, I, I, uh, I totally agree with that. It was, it was again, like it was a nice thing to like, kind of just listen to going up to it, which also made sense because I ended up, ended up interviewing their singer, and they're from Isle of Wight, UK, which I don't think a super sunny place. No. I don't, I don't think it's a super uh-uh. summertimey place as far as I know. But they recorded in Los Angeles. There it is. And it was like that was a that was a record where it was like you can tell the surroundings. I think played a role into it. Yeah. Where it was like you can. It almost bleeds out. Yeah. Like, like when you when you realize where they recorded, it's like oh that makes like total sense. Yeah. It's like that. I think that goes into a lot of it where he recorded it and stuff too. Yeah. I mean, like the songs were. I I would imagine the songs were probably already written, but like it definitely can can help the environment that it's oh, in yeah. and the place that you're in. Um, yeah, that all works its way into what you're doing. I think those dudes too are big. Like I think a lot of their favorite bands, are like American bands, so coming over and recording like in Los yeah. Angeles stuff, like it's a cool. You know what I mean? Like they get a kick out of it. Yep. It's like a like a little pilgrimage and stuff. Yeah, you know, it's one of awesome. those things. If you went and recorded somewhere like your favorite bands are from or something, you yeah. Know? It's That's one awesome. Of, it's one of those like uh, things, but no, that whole that whole record. I mean, it's fast, it's fun, it's good for the summer. I would say the three uh, songs again, again is my favorite song off of it. Daisy and uh, Carousel, I would say, are all. And the other thing too, a record that I think could probably, you know, it's funny because a few years ago, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that like a lot of pop punk bands might get like radio airplay and stuff. But now it seems like it's a little bit of a thing now again. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's terrible, though. Like yeah. it's, it's awful pop punk that's big. But like, still, I could see them maybe getting... I mean, the songs are catching. Including like a Daisy. Like I, I could see them breaking out through that, other, you know, through that other side like into the actual mainstream, which mm-hmm. I, I would love for them. But uh, yeah, that is, that is easily my favorite record of the year. Reminders, best of beach punk. That is, I've been, I've been talking that one up like the whole time. Nice. But, uh, I don't know. You got, you got like one more. You want to talk like one more record here? I got, I got one more. There we go. Beautiful. This one, I'm not even going to call it a record. (laughs) I'm going to call it a, a concept because this, this, this is from, um, one of a really good friend of mine, Joel Murray. I've been, working with him and playing with him and being a fan of his music for um i mean the better part of like 15 years or wow. something like that so um you know i'm always super pumped on anything that this kid comes out with but um this i i knew kind of like a little bit of the story behind it and i i heard it and really liked it and then really dug in to the lyrics and um 
educated myself about like what was actually going on with this album and I'm so I'm so like blown away by this experience because it's not just it's not just an album so it's a concept album and the whole experience like if you if you sit and listen to it and read the lyrics and and kind of like understand what's going on like it's like watching a movie like or like uh hearing a musical version of a Stephen King book really like it's it's crazy <laughs> that like the imagery and I'm the concept and the music so so it's sounds it's like got a it's very like kind of like chill indie almost shoegazy kind of stuff but um has some like a like a little bit of aggressiveness and and has a lot of like um atmospheric like ambiance and gonna say like an ambiance yeah like a soundscape Um, or something so so um and and the two members it's this it's my buddy joel joel murray um he he has like a group with his wife called the murrays and they've put out some incredible albums and um this kid Corey mcconnell who lives in la so joel lives in nashville Corey lives in la he he will write the songs like almost like musically start to finish send them over to joel and Joel will like write lyrics and record the vocals, send them back to Corey, and he'll like mix it, master it, and like that's it. And it's like this incredible project that I, that is like so I think so rare in like music that like somebody could just like completely write a song, send it to another person, that person like totally picks up on the vibes that they're putting putting down, and and you know like nails the fucking vocals and then and then that's it the song's done but it's not just that it's not just like writing a good song like they literally wrote a whole like story like it's almost like writing a screenplay and the soundtrack at the same time jeez so so this is called amazing actually it's so good it's so good and i was just like texting with my buddy joel like literally an hour ago like about about like the little nuances like what's happening here and what's happening there and and he like gave me a little bit of backstory about it and stuff and um so it the the band is dog ears the album is called shadow on the blacktop and um it's a con it's a concept album and it's about an accident that happens on 86 in western new york and um there it's takes it takes place from like the different point of view of the different people like in the traffic jam and like um there's like a a sheriff who like shows up to the scene and stuff and like from his perspective and um he's got his whole like backstory and then like they're like the people you know it it like in each car like what they're thinking and what they're going through and then oh they're also like in this traffic jam and then one of the people has this like terrible dark secret that like as night fall comes like they're concerned that this is going to be they're like this is going to come out and there's going to be like 
a really bad situation happening. So I'm not going to give it away. This is like a movie. This is like it is. I was texting, dude. I I told I told my buddy. I was like, somebody from like Netflix needs to pick this up because it sounds like. It's almost like uh, I don't know if you ever sh- saw the show Black Summer, like that zombie uh, show. I've never even heard of it. It's like a sh- uh, I think the first season is like six episodes, and the way that each episode plays out is like from the different. It's like the same one hour event, but like from the different point of view of all these people in this like oh, zo- cool. zombie scenario, and um, like th- I was like, this could totally be like given that treatment or at least like have a music video of like exactly what's happening because it's it's not just like it's not just like oh well we're stuck in this traffic jam like there's this whole story so like it's putting putting all the pieces in place and then seeing how everything plays out because shit hits the fan (laughs) And it's really dark and it's really crazy. And, and I'm not going to give it away, but if you listen to this, you need to go to Bandcamp and you need to um, know that that there's this this concept. And one of the one of the people, one of the characters, has this dark secret, and and um, everybody else is like has to deal with this, thinking it's this mundane like traffic jam traffic accident and it's really like a really dark situation so read through the lyrics as you're as you're listening to the album you gotta like you can't just like put this on and like drive or or this sounds like an active you don't yeah. don't like clean the house while you're doing yeah it. like so, or something that you can like you to focus yeah. in on it like you gotta be listening if you do if you do like just do that to like kind of familiar familiarize yourself with the song, so you're kind of like know what you're listening to, and but then you're hear like thirty percent of it, and right? then you're, yeah, you're and then hear it and all. then at least on the second or third listen, you need to like go through and and read the lyrics and like go through this story because it like I was I was reading That's the really lyrics, cool. I was reading the lyrics last night, so it's uh, the song Rain. After like listening to the whole thing and getting down to this song, which is like the eleventh song, mm-hmm. um, so there's twelve songs total. Eleventh song, um, it's like kind of a more chill, almost like acousticy, like spooky kind of sound. Like this is a total fall. This is total <laughs> fall album. But um, that I was getting goosebumps like like thinking about this scenario because it's very it's like when you're reading a book like like when you're reading a book and you put yourself in that place and and um oh my god different from what you do with music normally it's kind of different like what you're talking about you don't do that as much this is completely immersive and um i mean these guys deserve to have like some kind of at first i was like oh it'd be cool to to have it be like a comic book like almost like uh what was the um what was the, the inevitables was it that the band with oh, um man, yeah. yeah from Vinny? Uh, yeah and they did like a, a corresponding like comic yeah. book and and different things i was like it could be like that but then i was like i mean that's even like selling it short like it should have like these should be like music videos or something at least of like what's going on and yeah. um yeah it's it's really really cool i definitely recommend everyone check it out even if you're not like a a more chill kind of like indie shoegazy like fan 
if you're like a literary fan, if you're a lyric fan, a poet, poetry fan, a, a book, just like, you know, just a fan of fiction and artistic vision in general. And like, like spooky kind of like supernatural horror kind of stuff. Absolutely check this out. I like that. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, like, even if you didn't tell us like the sound or even describe what it is, like I just think the concept of it, like yeah. it could be a polka record, but like if that's the concept of it, and, that's interesting enough to want to go check out. And some somehow, and it's so what blows me away is the fact that it's this this story, um, but the music fits what is happening really so well. so well. And there's there's a couple like instrumental. Um, kind of like uh little like instrumental break songs where there's no there's no lyrics or or words or anything it's just and and it like totally like puts your mind where where the story is at like in a movie where the the music like is like swells around like a, a dramatic kind of climactic scene like that's exactly what this does it like puts you right right there and then the next song hits and like you you pick up right where the story is but you even just listening to the music you can like imagine what is happening like during these different like kind of like musical sound effect kind of things and uh yeah i mean it's it's definitely something that that needs to be more popular and heard and seen than it is. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That is, that is, that is yeah. really, I think you've sold that uh, record quite well. Yeah. What's the, you want to give the uh, name again? Dog Ears, Shadow on the Blacktop. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. That is, yeah, that is definitely, which again, we'll, we'll, uh, which I don't know, that's a weird one. Would you say uh, with that album, is it one you have to listen front to back or can you kind of jump in and listen to like one? So, you know what I mean by that? Yeah. I mean, like, can you throw a song on a playlist or does you it could. sound? Okay. You could, you could throw a song on the, on a playlist and people would be like, there's definitely, a, there's definitely a story here. This is not only like a, like a good song, a really good song, but there's a, there's a story here that's, or there's, there's part of a story here that's, that's bigger than what I'm just hearing right now. So right. yeah, we'll definitely if we if we get a playlist together, we'll there will be one or playlist. one or two of these songs need to be on there. Oh yeah, no, we'll because uh, it'll be out in like two weeks. So I got more than enough time for to like throw something together. So we'll get we'll get my songs and your songs and everything together. We'll make a nice old uh, playlist. Sweet before this comes out. But uh, yeah, I mean, any you know, as we start like closing out here, uh, any other like honorable mentions or anything, anything you didn't bring up that uh, were some good ones? I know a few I didn't really talk about, but uh, were really good. I mean, for one, both those Ergs EPs that the Ergs put out earlier this year, yeah, both of those were excellent. You know that uh, I was really into that. I still got to listen to Mikey's new. I know he just put out a solo record. I got to listen to that some more. But the couple ones I've heard were good things on there. Um, Heart to Gold, a band from. They're like a Twin Cities band, but they're not technically. I think they're like in a suburb of Minneapolis. They put out, I'd never heard of them before. They put out a solid record this year that's like, I don't even know how you describe it. It's like, it's indie rock. It's a little post-hardcore, but not in the sense. Like, it's heavy, but it's not heavy in like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's not heavy, heavy. I don't know. It's very hard to 
It's hard to explain. They have a song called Tiger's Jaw about the band Tiger's Jaw. Sweet. And it's really good. Like, it's this. I don't know because they're a band where it's like the album's called Tom. And it's like the cover's like a picture of a dude's face. Like, they're kind of funny. But yeah. the music's not. You know okay. what I mean? Like, like they do some meme stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Kind of like ironic things but more in their look and all that sound wise yeah. they're a serious band like, got it like you know i mean i don't know what you would th- you call a song tiger's jaw you don't know what to make of it but then you listen it's like oh no it's like really good mm-hmm. they're uh they're a good one uh gregor barnett i mean of the men's singers his solo record don't go throwing roses in my grave i liked that one a lot i think uh that one sits up there as a, a nice in between of sounding a bit like a men's singers record but being different enough where i go I get why it's a solo record. But cool. sometimes people just put out a solo yeah. record, and it's like, why don't you just call this yeah. a Menzinger's record or something? Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah. uh, those and Night Crickets, one of my favorite uh, earlier in the year. That was like the first record that came out that uh, I really liked, and that's a that's a weird one. I won't get into that one because it's very hard to describe, and I think you got to listen to it to fully understand it. But maybe I'll throw a few songs off of that on the. Uh, playlist as well but how about you any any others you just want to mention at all as yeah we, as we uh close out um yeah so dan andriano and the bygones that, i need to revisit that one more i listened to it when it came out i gotta listen to it's more. got some it's got some, some good jams on there i don't know if you like the band get married at all but like half their band played on that <laughs> kayla, oh really kayla played bass randy played guitar and i think maybe randy's brother someone played drum okay. like they have like a good chunk of he's playing with the band Get Married, cool, which is huge for them because I know they were all huge Alkaline yeah. Trio fans, and That's sweet. they're on Asian Man Records and all that. I don't know if they're cool. still a band or not, but Get Married is also an amazing pop punk band if you've never listened to them. There we go. Um, a Wilhelm Scream, their new album is like, I mean, if you're if you're a Wilhelm Scream fan, then you definitely have to listen to this because it's. I it's, just saw on Chorus FM the other day. I think they did basically like this, like best albums of the year so far. Uh-huh. I think everybody on that list yeah. had that record. Like everybody's list, no matter what genres or where the other bands on it, like the one commonality was a Wilhelm Scream was on yep. all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, no Trigger, they're um, they did an EP, but I think their new album that like a lot of these songs are going to be on is coming out in a couple of weeks, but um, be like that. No win. Like by the time you hear this, like in a yeah. week or so it'll be out. Yeah. That, that Something one is really cool. Uh huh. Um, what else was I listening to? Um, the legs it's L L E G the legs. Um, they're out of Philly. That was a, a cool album. Um, trophy jump tree river. Um, this band, the Anchorage, signals midwest um alway put out a new album i've not listened to that yet and i need um, to short fiction grumpster grumpster's another one i've not listened to that and i like everything i've heard from grumpster i gotta listen to that record mm-hmm. they're another really good pop punk band um and then uh suicide machines i can't Kakadish split Wait, that is that already out? out? That one came out like a couple days ago. I thought it, I thought yeah. it was coming out later on. I need to listen to that. I've been looking yeah. forward to it. I even know it was out yet. Yeah, check it out. After that last record, The Suicide Machines, I've been stoked for any follow-up to Revolution Spring. I'm like, after they put that, I'm like, all right, you guys are good. Like, yeah. You still know how to... Re- They're another good example of that. Of Take that time off. If this is a record we get after all those years, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yep. But uh, yeah, you know, this, this has been fun for you. Where can we find you, find your music, um, anything else you got going on, any of that good stuff? Where cool. where do we find Joey Cobra? What you up to? Um, joeycobra.bandcamp.com. 
Um, you can find my music on like Spotify, Apple Music, all those those places. Um, as far as me releasing music, I. I don't know. Will you I, be on this list later? I I will not be not on 2022, <laughs> but um, it would be funny if your number one record of the year just was yours. Like this whole thing was what a an asshole for you to promote your upcoming what record. Terrible. That's where you're like, guys, I'd be fired. Best. This would be like Tom DeLonge when he was like addicted to like after Blink One Eighty Two broke up and he was telling everyone like Angels and Airways is the best thing that's ever going to happen. Yeah, I wrote the best record the last thirty years. That'd be you on here. Like, oh, that's terrible. You guys, later on this year, like I'm going to change the face of music forever. Yeah. No way. <laughs> I saw some band in Edinburgh play, and it was like it was like this kid just like playing uh, bad electric guitar by himself on stage because I think like the rest of his band members had quit by then, and. uh he was like this song is a funny song because uh it's my favorite song and it also happens to be a song that i wrote and i was like what you that those words came out of your mouth what if only you could be so lucky to Jesus write your favorite Christ. song <laughs> who's your favorite musician me i guess right here, yeah man. i mean you know kids do a lot of drugs when they're 18 so I guess yeah, you I, say a lot of weird shit to be honest he'll probably regret i would i would hope if he has any uh self-reflection or whatever years later would watch that and would probably cringe i can guarantee i guarantee that dude never even gave it a second thought he didn't even know that he said it (laughs) as soon as he stepped off the stage he was like what why is everybody looking at me weird he says that like on a daily like you guys ever hear the greatest song ever? (laughs) yeah i wrote it that's this that's like a tenacious d but in an unironic way yeah oh man no humor zero humor yeah so um yeah, but no, I I don't plan on releasing any music in 2022. But I, you know, maybe that itch will. Uh, maybe I'll start like demo. You gave us a lot of music again. though in a short amount of time there for a while. It was like it was 2020, 2021. You put two EPs, three EPs. Yeah, but one it was it was two, and I almost released a, a third one. That's right. But I remember that. Um, I decided to scrap it, and I don't know if you if. You follow the uh, band meme 666 on Instagram, but no. this dude, he always makes these jokes about like a guy like uh, like working on a, a EP for like years and years and years. And it's I know just a few like people have been doing that really, really hits home to me and <laughs> in a hurtful, but also hilarious way. So, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. I think. I think that at some point I would like to uh, I'll start start playing live again and yes. putting out some music and stuff. I was like, I was like, well, I what would be easier for me to like try to get together with a band and hit a studio or try to take forever and record something myself? I don't know what. Um, so I'm I'm have, at the beginning of like kind of starting that itch and. Scratch that. See and seeing seeing where that takes me over the next I don't know, year or two. But um no you know, no pressure, no expectations at this point. But nice. um I'm focusing a lot on my art. Um my website's josephgrice.art. Um you can find me on Instagram, Joseph underscore Grice underscore art. Um trying to trying to do that a lot and also take care of a two-year-old little growing baby 
You busy man, busy man. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, check out the art and music. I mean, both are both are great. And uh, if you have me in the Jamestown area, definitely check it out. I got a local artist and musician here. Uh-huh. But uh, beautiful stuff. <laughs> uh, for us at Power Chord Hour, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you follow us, I'd love it. Uh, podcast, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen. New radio shows, 8 to midnight Eastern every Friday night. That is a long show. You need to listen. I put so much work. That's a long yeah. time to do that. Like 60 song playlists. I'm getting sick of it. Please listen. Um, 8 to midnight Eastern, 107.9 WRFA. If you don't live in uh, Jamestown, WRFALP.com, you'll see the big old listen button. Click that bad boy, and uh, you can stream the show. But until next week, for the Power Court Hour, I'm Anthony Merchant. Thank you so much for listening.